It's good to be in his house, isn't it? Good to gather together. God is good. He's always good. But we forget because we're human, don't we? We say it, but subconsciously, we don't even know that we don't believe it. <laughs> and I'm going to get right into my sermon here. I'm going to... I was just uh, meditating uh, on some things for the sermon. And I began to think about how the human body is such a part of our existence right now. Now, the world would say it's, it's everything. We know that it's only a part, but it's such a part, isn't it? The human body affects so much of us. If we're tired, then we, uh, we don't want to pray. Isn't that amazing? That the human body can be that powerful that will keep us from life and death and prayer. And we know what's at stake. But because of this human condition, we're hungry and we're tired. And we get irritated. We get flustered, right? We get distracted. All these things. Or, you know, uh, or, or, or we just uh, become lethargic, apathetic. And, and so this human body is so connected to our spirit. How can you possibly divide except by the, by the Lord. We need the Lord. We need to turn to the Lord. We need the Lord's help to overcome this flesh. This is not a Buddhism thing, all right? Other religions of the world, they have figured out mind over matter. There are, there are some incredible things. We, have, we haven't even seen it. In this nation, we're very reserved, and we are very scientific. Um, other nations see miracles both by the Lord and by Satan. I know that that's weird to say, um, but they see things. Witch doctors do things and Buddhists do things. It happens. We just don't experience that here in this nation. Um, but these religions have figured out, some of them, uh, the Buddhists, to separate their body from their spirit man. And, 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 and that is without God, without the spirit of the Lord. So we don't want to just suffer through. We don't want to just pray through and deny our body, deny our flesh of its impulses in our human strength as if that's doing anything in the spirit. We must be in the Lord and rely on the Lord. And I've been talking about that these last couple of weeks. That's what I want to get into again today. We must be in him. We must hide in him. And we must find our strength in him. What happens is, because we're so connected to this human body and to this human time, when we go through things, they enter this place called the subconscious. Now, the subconscious means it's below conscious. It means it's, you are unaware. Everybody say, I'm unaware of it. We come up with phrases like knee-jerk reactions. That basically means I'm making a reaction without thinking, right? It's a muscle memory, but it's your mind thinking faster than your spirit man. Your mind says, when you do such and such to me, I'm, my mind is computing that's when I was hurt before, and it reacts 
without you even realizing that you've reacted based on what's been done to you in the past. The same thing actually happens, and, and this is, I'm just spending time with the Lord, and I really believe the Lord just gave me a revelation of it. I mean, it's His Word. I'm not coming up with a fresh revelation, but just brought it fresh to me that the devil has been after our faith. Because there is so much power when his people actually believe him. So he knows that the mature Christians are not going to stop believing God. So what he does is he chips away. It's the little foxes, right, that spoil the vine. What he does is he will attack an area. He knows that I can't attack your belief in Christ when you are a mature Christian. To the immature, he goes straight for their belief system. We've watched that happen, right? We've watched people that say they believe, and he knew he could just take them right down. Jen and I were just talking about that, right, about the condition of the soil for the seed, right? Some, they sprout up quickly. They look like they have life, but the devil swoops in, causes an issue in their life, and it just dies. Now, to the mature Christian, it's a little bit harder to get to you, and he knows this person is going to probably go to heaven. I can't seem to shake them from believing in Christ, so what I will do is get them to be a faithless Christian. And what he does is he will highlight a time or a place where you believed in God for something. You've been praying. You prayed for someone to get healed. You prayed for a particular situation to be changed. And what happened is it didn't. Now, I'm not even going to try to explain why it didn't because there are so many variables. It may have been God's grace and mercy for it not to change the way you prayed. You might be praying for a Ferrari and he knows that that's going to kill you and you think God's denying you of a pleasure. I mean, that's an extreme scenario, but that's, that's, so that is out there. There is so many unknowns, so many unexplainables. And what, what we do, though, is this. God didn't answer my prayer. It didn't go the way I expected, the way I believed God. So your subconscious, because it's so powerful. Are we okay so far? I'm getting right into this. I'm like, just right into it. It's so powerful that what happens is your human body is programmed to, to protect itself, right? Fight or flight, right? And, and it's pro, like, God did a, a good job designing this human body, right? So that if a bear is running, you don't have time to sit there and think, how many claws does he have? Is he a short hair bear? Is he a long hair bear? You know, is he a big bear? Is he a small bear? You know, is that like a mama bear? Is it a cub? I mean, you don't stand there like an idiot, right, and dissect the situation. There's, Dawn is amazing at this. Jeannie says she gets it from her father. They just react quicker than the average human. Aaron, when he was a little baby, um, we told him, don't go in. We were staying in a hotel, and uh, he was just a little baby, and we, we sat down, and we just, we literally, one second, we said, don't go near the water. We turn around and get towels. We turn around, and he's in the water with his back up and his legs flailing. He's drowning. And, uh, you know, me, I mean, it's only like maybe one second by the time I even calculated what to do, Dawn is already in the water, full clothes, phone, everything, in the water <laughs> with her arm around him and saving his life. 
Now that's because in her subconscious, it's a little bit sharper. I mean, they've done science on these things, but her reaction is faster than mine. I'm a computing guy. She's faster in those moments. So she's good at the games that are really, really quick. And I can't stand playing. I like to stop and think about it. Give me some time to think about it and I'll beat you. But you make me think quick, you're going to fry me. It's not my, t my mind. That's happening below. That's happening below the reasoning inside you that's in a place that's beyond the, the thinking and the reasoning. It's quick. It's, it's muscle. It's, it's, it's fast. And so what happens is, is the devil will take the hurt of a situation and inside your subconscious, without you even knowing it, you don't believe God in that particular area. But you haven't lost faith in Christ. You know your salvation is in him. You know you're going to have eternity in him. You believe you still keep attending your church. You keep reading your word. But if somebody touches that area where you believed God before, it's like salt in a wound. And you, you avoid it at all costs. And what has the devil done, though, is he has really robbed you of your faith in an area which God wants us to be complete and whole and full. Say, God wants us to be the full image of Christ. Danny and I were talking about this. It literally has to be this strong. You ready? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a very strong scenario, and this is really tough, okay? This is tough. I know we've all been through this. You have to literally bury someone in the ground, because that's this world we live in, and still say, I believe, even though I see that human body in the ground, and, and I don't think this body's coming out. They're six feet down. I still believe. Remember, that's the Jeremy Camp song's about. Anybody know that song? It's called I Still Believe. And that's the idea. He had to bury his wife. I believe you're the healer, even though right now my circumstances tell me that you're not. I believe it anyway. That's how strongly we have to believe his word. And what you will do is program that subconscious instead of letting the devil program it. Which means what? means we need to be people of the word. I mean, you need to be a person of the word because what will happen is, is if you just attend church or you listen to a sermon or two, you listen to Christian radio, I'm not saying you're not going to heaven. I've been saying that a lot this year because I don't even want, you know, church has become about going to heaven and hell. And I get it because the world is, is unsafe. So the church became like a, uh, an outreach the church should be a place where we're growing and strengthening. The streets are meant to get people saved. I'm not saying people can't come in this room and get people saved, but what everybody did was they turned the church into the Starbucks, right? Literally a Starbucks in the entryway so that the world would come and attend because the church was too afraid to go out to them and just talk to their neighbors and talk to their friends and be amongst the people like Jesus told us to and like he was. And then you came into the church to seek God, to praise God, to worship God, and to sharpen each other. That's the Bible. I'm not saying that God's opposed to what we have because he'll work with what we're giving him because he loves people, not because he loves the system. That makes sense. So what has happened is the devil has created doubt 
in unbelief in us, and we don't even know it's there. It's hiding beneath the surface. And it shows its head sometimes, and you're like, whoa. You ever have it sometimes, you know, you, you go through another situation, and you're surprised the things you're thinking about God and about your life. Anybody ever go through that? And then kind of, now you repent and you deal with it with the Lord, hopefully, right? Because we're mature Christians. But do you ever have that happen? And it's because that's actually a good thing because it's showing its face. Let's get into his word. Everybody ready to get into his word? The Lord is so good. He's so kind to us. He's so merciful, isn't he? And... I love, we just talked about this woman at the well. I love how Jesus said to her in John chapter 4, if you only knew the gift that God has for you, he offered her living water. And what he did is he said to her, I'm going to give you living water if you're willing. He said, you know, you drink natural water, you're going to be thirsty again. If you drink the water I offer to you, it becomes a bubbling spring within you. So she says, I want that water. And he says, okay, go get your husband. I talked about this last week a little. And she says, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, Jesus says, you're right. You don't have a husband for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Now, this is such an odd story, right? Why does he go from offering her living water to talk about the husband? And it's because of this, because the devil wants to keep us trapped. Everybody say the devil wants to keep us trapped, and we think we're just going to come to Christ, drink some living water, and we don't have to deal with anything. And you know what happens is the more mature we get, the more mature we get. You know, at first, it's the husband you're not living with. And then you're a mature Christian. You're not doing those things anymore. You've repented. You're clean. You're pure. You're white. You're, you're like snow before the Lord. You're righteous, right? But then the Lord's like, I want to deal with those hurts from when you were five. And I want to deal with you when you look at that person. There's a little bit of hatred in you. And it's not a lot, but it's enough that's causing a blockade. It's actually causing a rift. Do you know what all those things are? You know why Jesus says, I'll give you living water, but let's deal with the husband thing. Let's deal with the sin. Because what the devil does with sin and what the devil does with keeping, you know what faith is? Faith is our connection to God. If I believe in him, I have, we believe and we receive him, right? Believe on the Lord, right? That's the foundation. We believe on the Lord and we receive the Lord. So, the devil, if he can attack the areas in our life, if he can get us, and so we look at the big sin, we don't think of doubt and unbelief as the sin. We deal with, oh, yeah, that's right. She's not, she'd been with five men. She's not even married to this guy. Serves you right. Better repent, lady. That's how we look at the world. You got to repent. Meanwhile, the Lord's like, hey, Christians, don't think that you don't have to keep repenting every second of every single day. And so the devil's crafty with the mature Christian, and he hides in things like doubt and unbelief, which doesn't seem like the same sin as living with an unmarried, does it? And do you know what it does? you know what any sin is? All it is, the reason the devil wants us to get into those areas, you see, it's not going to necessarily keep us from eternal salvation, but it will keep you from your relationship with God. 
Because as soon as I enter shutdown mode, who am I shutting down to? The Lord. As soon as you touch that soft area in me, like, oh, you talked about an old pastor. What I'm doing is I don't just shut out that person. I don't want to talk about anything. I'm associating the Lord with that whole season and that whole thing and that person and situation, etc. Isn't that amazing? The Lord's so good to us, isn't he? The Lord says to us in Jeremiah chapter 17, I just want to get into this for a few minutes. In Jeremiah chapter 17, it says in verse 5, Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness, in an uninhabited salty land. Verse 7, But blessed, blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made their, the Lord their hope and confidence. I want you to say that out loud. Hope and confidence. Your faith is your belief in, belief in God. Faith and hope are, are intertwined, right? There's many verses that intertwine this together. Your hope and your confidence in the Lord and your faith are intertwined together. And the devil is after your hope. He's after your confidence. He's after your faith. Because it says that if we will trust in the Lord and have made the Lord our hope and confidence, this is the promise that we get, and I love this. It says that they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots come on and here's our key word just like dan and i were talking about before the service that the devil comes and he can sift the seed that falls on shallow soil that grows so abundantly and you're like wow look at that new believer i'm so i love that i love to see the seed get planted and grow and sprout and they love the lord but their roots are shallow which the Lord just started to give me this picture. It's because there are issues that are deeper in you than you have allowed the Lord to go. You have kept issues away from the seed of the word. That's my area. And you might not even know it. And that's why, and I'm just, you know what, I'll just make this a prayer right now too. Holy Spirit, right now, even as I'm speaking or if they're listening on the podcast, this has to be done supernaturally. This can only be done by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Peter didn't even know what was in his heart. The Lord revealed it. He repented. He dealt with it and then became a rock. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, you're going to do that in us today in Jesus' name. So we must put our roots, everybody say, put our roots down. 
one of the ways that's really obvious, but the devil's crafty about keeping our roots from going down deep, is that we don't believe God's word, which I've already stated, but it needs to be said again. We don't believe his word. We want to make his word fit our story. We want to make his word fit our culture. Well, I believe his word. I know what his word says, but my situation is different. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because what we've done is, by doing that, is you have let a belief stay rooted in a place. The word is, you know, the word is instantaneous that it starts growing in you, right? I've asked, I've asked new believers this question, ones who have come and gone many times, and I've asked them this question. Try and lie to me and tell me that the moment you said yes to Jesus at an altar call, that you didn't feel some sort of a check to sin the next time. It is instantaneous, but nobody really wants to listen to those checks of the Holy Spirit. So then we harden and we walk away and we think, and then it's gone. It's not because the Lord doesn't care, but we're just so calloused and hard. But I've asked people that before, and you can't lie. You can't lie. You come to an altar call and you repent before the Lord, and instantly after that situation, you feel when this isn't right, shouldn't talk that way, shouldn't do this, shouldn't go anymore. But we justify and we create a way around it. What I'm talking about this morning is that, that the, dev, the devil has, has tried to get to our faith from the side because he knows he can't get to the source of Jesus Christ. We're not going to give up in our belief in Jesus Christ here in this church. The mature believer. But if we can just lose all the, all the facets of him, you know, you just keep chipping away. Eventually you do hit that core. Who has heard of the straw that broke the camel's back? I talk about that all the time because, I mean, it's like Dawn and I, we deal with that sometimes in our lives. You know, it's like, you can take something, you can take it, you can take it, you can take it, you can take it, you can take it. I can deal with this, I can deal with it, I can deal with it, I can deal with it, I can't deal with it. And the last thing is the stupidest thing. And that's what the devil's going to try to do right now. Because especially when the church doubles down and says, I'm going to pray, I'm going to believe, he can't attack, he's not going to be able to get to that place of faith right now. So he's going to try to chip away. He's going to come at the anger issues, and specifically the really the one that I wanted to show, even though I used the example of, you know, the, the, I don't think there's anybody here with, with, a, with five husbands, but the, the reason is that the Lord is, he deals with things. Don't think that that's not what he's doing. Living water comes with him dealing with things, right? God deals with things, and that's what he does. That living water, it doesn't have room. It wants to get into every crevice, but there's no room for that living water until I get something out of you. See, religion says you need to get good so that he can, he can do something in you, but the relationship with Jesus Christ says just empty yourself, and how do we do that? I don't know how. I just humble myself before you. I'm empty before you, Lord, in any way that I can express it. And then the Holy Spirit says, I heard it. I'll do it. Now give me those things. And the further we walk with him, the closer we walk with him, they have a saying in Christianity. It may sound weird, but you know what? Don't get weirded out because it is, there's a truth to this. New level, new devil. I know it sounds weird, but it's so true. Who's, who has experienced it? You know, at first, it's like, 
You have so much grace in the Lord, but now the Lord is maturing you and you're growing and, and then the devil sees that, so the trials get harder. But then you overcome them and you feel good. So the devil just sends a harder trial towards you and now you're like, I can't do it, forgetting that you did it before, of course. But then you do overcome. And that's this constant battle. But you know what's happening is the Bible calls that the purifying of gold which is in the fire <laughs> out comes purity in the fire the devil's doing it god's not putting you in the god does not need to put you in the fire the devil will do that for him and god looks and says if you will look to me i will use him the lord uses the devil that's through his entire word the lord used satan for the purpose of bringing us salvation through jesus christ Satan thought, I'll destroy what God sent as salvation. God said, perfect, that was my plan anyway. Amen. Is there an amen to that? Amen. And that's exactly what God's going to do in this time. But you will feel the uprooting of things and the rooting. There's some pain in the uprooting. Everybody say there's pain in the uprooting. I want you to say this out loud because I want you to hear it in your human mind. But God is making room for his roots. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Come on, just let him do it. It says such trees are not bothered. <laughs> this is what happens. Why do we resist him so much? Why don't we let God just deal with the deep, deep, deep issues? Why do we take so long? Why do we fight him so much? I can't forgive, Lord. You don't know what they did. It's not fair. It's not just. It says, such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. Isn't that amazing? That's what the devil's after. That unity with Christ. And so what he does is says, don't go that deep. You don't need to go that deep. I, I swear, I talked to a Christian, quote-unquote, I have to say it like that because of what I'm about to say. They said, I always felt pressure to read my Bible. It was this constant pressure. So I just stopped, and now I feel so much better. Of course you do. Is that that hard to figure out? I think a five-year-old can figure that out. No offense to this person, I'm not naming them anyway, but... And I, that's not the only time I've heard that. I have heard that many times from the wandering Christian. Putting our roots down deep, it's a Holy Spirit thing. You can't do it, and yet you have to let it happen. And it's a process, and there's some pain involved. But being rooted and grounded in his love is what we need. I want to get more into that for these next couple minutes. 
it says in Psalm 37, and the Lord had just brought me to the psalm. I keep reading, I read this psalm pretty much every single day, and I don't even know really the, the main focus of this psalm, but there's so much in it. I mean, the main focus of why he brought me to it, but he's given me so many different points from it, and this one is very relevant today. It says in um, Psalm chapter 37, verse 18, and I read this a couple of weeks ago, and I sent it to Dawn just as a promise for us, just that we know this. It says, day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. Verse 19, it says, they will not be disgraced in hard times, even in famine. They will have more than enough. If the devil can create, and we just need to, you know, it's just this humility. The Lord's always after those areas. We're just, I feel like the Lord is like the radio station that's on. <laughs> you know the radio's playing right now, right? Can you prove that it's playing or pl not playing in this room? All the stations on right now, are they playing or are they not playing? You can't hear them, though. Why? It's so simple. I mean, it's very simple. It's not, we're not tuned into that radio station right now, but is it not playing? And God is always speaking. I believe that God is speaking right this minute, and not just in general, not just this sermon, but I, I truly believe, because the deeper I get to, into him and the more I know him, then we hear more and things become clear. He is speaking to very specific, fine issues in your and my heart right now. We just don't want to listen, so we either tune it out, or we have another radio station on we like better. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a crazy thought? I would rather listen to motivation. I don't want to be constantly brought down by you, God. I'd rather hear an encouraging message. So the Bible says that the people went looking for teachers that would tell them what they want to hear, and the Lord let them. And what happens is they have shallow roots and don't even know it because there's deep issues that the Lord is, I mean, not, not the Lord, that the devil has hidden down below their root system. And all he has to do is just create enough of a trial. It's going to take a little bit more than the surface, Christian. They got a little bit deeper than the surface. Just create enough of a trial. There's a breaking point to every single human being. That's why we can't be human. If you want to be human, you will break. It doesn't matter. You can endure and endure and endure and endure, but there is a point to every single human being that they will break. Just give it enough time and enough pressure. That's why this is a hard thought to think about, but the torturers, they know that that's what they're going to they're get, so people end up lying about an answer, because they don't have the answer, but because they, it's, they, they broke him. We can't be human. We must be spirit. And so the devil will try little by little, and then eventually he slides right underneath. And Dan actually 
didn't even realize what he was doing, but he was giving me this perfect picture showing me what the Lord had been showing me in my spirit. And uh, TJ and I, we used to do landscaping for a little while. When a bush gets a little stubborn to take out, we would take the pickup truck and we would tie a chain around the stump and pull the thing out of the ground. But there was a point, you know, where you try to dig it out, you know, weed I can pluck. And then there's a point where the truck can pull it out. And I remember this one time, this is a long time ago, but we put the pressure on it. We thought we could pull it out. And all it did was get the tire spinning on the truck. It just wasn't, the root system was just strong enough that it was able to hold from the pressure of even my pickup truck in a chain. But you know what? All we had to do was keep hacking at the root system little by little, and eventually we pulled that thing out. We weren't going to let that win, of course. And that's what the devil's going to try to do. So that's why we must keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into Christ. This is not a joke. I'm not trying to scare you, and I don't think you're scared anyway, but right now, we must. I've been saying it for years, but I mean, like, right now, we need to be so serious about this. We need to get into Christ like we never have before. I called it drawing near. You know, James 4 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. There's this tying together of resisting the devil and drawing near to God. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. It's all tied together. The humility, the lifting up by Christ, the drawing together, and the devil being resisted. All one picture. But right now is that moment because the devil, I don't know what's coming. I could have told you last year and you'd be like, whatever, I've heard that before. And then 2020, right? So don't call me crazy. Go ahead, call me crazy in 2019 before 2020. All right, enough of the doom and gloom. Okay. Call me crazy today. I don't know what that's going to mean and when it's going to be. All I'm saying is, is that we won't last unless we're rooted and grounded in Christ. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 goes on and says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But it says that the Lord searches the heart and examines the secret motives. When we come into Christ, that's exactly what happened at the well. Was the woman had an encounter with the Lord, and the Lord went straight for her issue. Every issue is different in every person, but that was her issue that was restricting her from her full freedom in Christ. It's not religion. It's not rules and regulations. It's not legalism, and it's not you need to be good for me to accept you. It's that that thing right there that you don't think is a big deal is keeping you from that well of living water I want inside you. Colossians chapter 2 and Ephesians chapter 3, just quickly, I want to just bring this all together. They say something very similar. Colossians 2 verse 6, it says, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, I love how the NLT translates this because it says, everybody, I want you to read this out loud, just as I have accepted Christ Jesus as my Lord, and that's not the end, I must continue to follow him. 
My roots are not deep enough. Because I'm not dead yet. It's really simple. How do I know my roots aren't deep enough? Because I'm not dead. So a tree that suddenly stops putting its roots down, you know what happens to that tree? It dies. And that's fine when that day comes. <laughs> when my roots are done growing and my life is over, then so be it. I don't need roots in this earth anymore. I mean, they're not in this earth, but you know what I mean, through, through this human body. This human body doesn't need it anymore. I'm with Christ. It says, so you must continue to follow him, verse 7. Let your roots grow down into him. In other words, I want to say this with, with some license here. Give me some room. Give me some grace here. Keep letting those roots grow down into him until you're done living. Because the devil will keep digging alongside your tree as long as it takes to try to find the bottom. But if I never stop growing down into Christ, he'll never find those secret hidden issues in me because I don't have any. And let your lives be built on him. We know that a strong tree has strong roots. You can see a tree and see its fruit. All that is a reflection of good roots. In fact, we know, I think uh, Jeannie brought this uh, to us, it was either last year or a year and a half ago, that the roots grow first. That's what grows first is a root system. And it can't stop growing. It can't stop growing. Say, I can't stop growing. It says then, I love when the word builds upon, when the verses build. Don't you love when you read a verse and it builds on the next verse and the next verse and it comes to this climatic thing here and it says, then your faith will grow strong. In the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. See, there's a truth that we received, and the devil's after that truth. I believe that the Lord is good, but I've been hurt so many times that I'm secretly doubting that he's good, right? That's what happens inside of a person. And I'm so thankful that the person doesn't walk away. Some people just walk away, right? And that is so sad, and we pray for them, don't we? We don't judge them. We don't point our finger at them. Some people just say, forget this thing. I've been hurt. I lost a loved one. Forget you, God. And it's so sad. But to the one that stays, you think that the, that the devil will give them some room, right? The devil hits below the belt. There is no grace. We have grace from God. We don't get grace from the devil. All right? So don't get mad at me <laughs> when I get straight. I'm trying to protect us. I talk straight to my kids about the dangers of the double yellow, not because I want to be a bad dad, but because I know the danger of running in that windy road. I would tell them now, you can't ride your bike on the side of the road anymore. Why not? You did that as a kid. Well, because everybody's texting. Now, I could be like, whatever. I did it when I was a kid and just be a dumb dad. Or I can be a hard dad 
which is filled with love, but they don't know that. All they hear is hardness, right? I can't do what you were able to do or what I want to do. And it's protection. My kid, this, I'm just using them as an example. They're not asking me to ride on my road. I don't think they, ha- <laughs> they care about riding bikes out on the road without dad. They like spending time with dad on the bike. It says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. What's he directly talking about? He's talking about through this, through this book about trying to do this thing in an earthly way, in a human way. Throughout the book of Colossians, you know, Colossians 3 sums it up that we're, we're dead, we've died, and we're living in Christ, we're seated in him, Colossians 3. He says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies. Verse 9, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body, so you also are complete through your union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. If we are complete, let's just do some circular logic here. If we are complete through our union with Christ, what are we if we take the union away from Christ? Incomplete. What if we are partially united with Christ? Are we complete? What if we are 99.9% of the way there, but I just don't believe you in this little tiny area. It's just a little area, God. I still believe God. I believe God. I just don't believe he heals. That's it. Is that it? Okay? That's not me. I'm just saying that's, that's what people do. Are we complete? You don't even realize the devil's already got you. You have to say like this. I don't understand it, but I believe the word of God. And you know what? I'll be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I may die in that fire. I don't understand that, but I'm not going to doubt my God, my last breath. I'm going to keep trusting him. I don't care what I see, what I feel, what I think. I have to believe the word that strongly. And what happens is these roots, they begin to take root down deep, and the devil can't touch you. Ephesians 3 says the same thing. So I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to preach from it. I promise. I'm just going to read through it. It says in Ephesians 3, verse 14, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the Creator, verse 15, of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, listen to those words. That's so good. From His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit then this is so it's the process then christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him he will make his home in your hearts at the altar call but it becomes a full home as you continue to keep trusting him every day And your roots that were planted with the seed of the word of God instantaneously will continue to grow down into God's love. You'll begin to experience his love 
in greater and more and more ways, and it will keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, because we don't in our human mind. May you have a revelation, really, of his love. As, as Peter had a revelation of the fullness of Christ, his image changed. He literally changed when he saw him through unveiled eyes. As all, God people, all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I could certainly preach on that for another hour, and maybe we'll look at that in the future, but I had to read that today. I'll leave it there. God is good, isn't he? And he is working on us. Let him keep working on us. Let him keep doing what he's doing. Keep praying. Keep seeking him. And uh, like last week's sermon and the week before, what I really feel from the heart of God is that while he's doing that, you know, it's about this relationship with him. It's not just him trying to perfect us throughout our life. It is a relationship, and with any relationship, my relationship with Dawn, right? Hopefully, we have grown in 20 years, right? So that's the relationship with Christ. There's going to be some sharpenings. There's going to be things that might irritate, you know, the, the early young spouses that, that you don't, you realize they don't really matter. Amen.